Stampede. Garner is in 218, recorded 225, 2024. Let's try to put emotions aside for a moment and look at our present condition. America is supporting two wars, both financially and militarily. And we're trying to do it with money we don't have and with an all-volunteer military stretched around the world. I need remind you that our government's debt now exceeds the gross domestic production in this country. And if you think financing two wars with money we don't have will result in our present inflation being reduced, you better stop believing our politicians and their propagandists. We might be looking at the roof of this country's financial condition being blown off. But the people who are running this country will try to convince you we're at the tipping point with our climate changing. And it may be true our climate is changing, but it may also be true that it's being used to distract the American public of our financial and military vulnerability. We aren't protecting American interests if we convince by deception that electric vehicles will resolve climate change. It's true that human activity, like the burning of fossil fuels, is heating the global climate and even more damaging the natural world, but it's being used to address the immediate threat 
of our attempt to continue to artificially drive our economy, which is unsustainable. We're a bankrupt economy. Attempting to continue consuming our way to prosperity, when in fact we must face the reality that we need to begin to conserve. And the truth may be, with or without the use of fossil fuels, our climate will continue to change, and that one time or another will experience the backside of an artificial prosperity. The facts remain, this country will experience something far worse than what the politicians or their propagandists like to call a recession. No, it may be far worse than that, and a collapse could be more accurate. It'll be painful, and the promise of a bright future will not be revived for some time, if ever. And that will include our military deployed throughout the world. Take the wind out of my sails Because I'm invited to step out this evening With top hat, white tie, and tails Oh, I'm putting on the top hat Tying up a white tie Brushing off my tails I'm dooting up my shirt front Putting in the shirt stud Polishing my nails I'm stepping off, my dear To breathe an atmosphere That simply reeks with class and I trust that you'll excuse my dust when I step on the gas For I'll be there Putting down my top hat Mustin' up the white tie Dancing in my tail I don't like giving bad news, but in many respects, it looks like our best times may be past us. All those skyscrapers that were built in almost every major city in this country may not have enough occupancy to even pay for electric, heating, or air conditioning bills. 
No, those corporate giants that built those monuments to remind the American people of a time when we ruled the world will only be ghosts of a time when we could do no wrong. That's sad, but it will be true when the realization that our politicians and their propagandists said everything would be all right turned out to be nothing more than a deception to prevent us from understanding what really was happening. No, those attending lobster dinners flown in straight from New England served at state dinners in the White House won't exist anymore. When the collapse comes, there won't be a parade of men dressed in tuxedos and women in evening gowns wearing diamonds attending government state dinners. No, our formerly dressed Marines won't be standing guard with white gloves on at the White House to open the doors for visiting guests and dignitaries. The truth is, our golden age may have slipped through our fingers because of greed and avarice, something that human nature couldn't sustain. We thought it would never end. So what if private consumer debt was in the trillions of dollars or the government's debt was so high, economists said it didn't matter anymore because we could just issue a new and different currency and dispose of those worthless printed pieces of paper. Yeah, forget about it. It never was any good anyway. But the new stuff will be better. And just keep thinking the old stuff was nothing more than a dream. But don't worry, we've got an all-volunteer army still as patriotic as always ready to die for the principles America stands for. Or maybe put differently, even for the principles this country once stood for. Or maybe more accurately, to die for something that no longer exists or will never return. And just forget about it and fight and die following orders.
that now and then ring Just one of those things It was just one of those nights Just one of those fabulous flights A trip to the moon on gossamer wings Just one of those things If we thought a bit of the end of it when we started painting the town we'd have been aware that our love affair was too hard not to cool down so goodbye dear and amen here's hoping we meet now and then it was great fun but it was just one of those No matter how the people who run this country, the politicians, the propagandists, or the multi-billionaires attempt to persuade the American people that a collapse of the economy isn't really happening, it's nearly a certainty it'll occur. There's little doubt at one time or another a collapse of our standard of living will take place. It may first occur as a panic. A few big banks called into question with the stock market tumbling. The Federal Reserve will say they can contain the run on the banks, attempting to temporarily hold back the slide on Wall Street, but it won't succeed. Then again, a collapse could come from an external threat that paralyzes the working of the internet or the electric grid, causing rolling blackouts lasting weeks at a time, disrupting commerce, destroying profits, cascading AI into a vegetative state, a non-specific comatose eventually resulting in a total economic collapse. That could be a quick and irrefutable destruction of our system. Then another could be a different collapse, a slow demise carried out by an external civil war, a slow-moving train wreck that results in a physical destruction of bridges, transportation centers, distribution of food and water, mass casualties, the sabotaging of anything standing. That could result in a collapse as well. Then there's the everyday and very common reversal of our government issuing a new currency in an attempt to keep bankruptcy from being declared. The Treasury will no longer continue to print worthless paper and declare a new form of currency, which will call into question the trustworthiness of a new system for purchasing goods. That, too, could trigger a collapse. Of course, whatever is the cause, 
there will inevitably be those who are about to have their financial world turned upside down, but who first tell the American people not to worry, that it's only a transitory recession and everything will be back in working order in no time at all. And we'll just have to make a few adjustments. You know, I've heard about a lot of people kind that are suffering from the weary blues. So I thought I'd go out amongst the people just to see if I couldn't sort of change their views. And then I took them all together and I said, brothers and sisters, here's what I've come to preach. Do you know that sadness is a curse? Yeah, and you'll find nothing worse. And here's the way I made my little speech. I said, do you know who I am? With this horn in my hand. Why, I'm that old medicine man for your blues. You know what I'll do? I'll make each little trouble and care. Float like a little bubble on air. And with my old clarinet, why, the results I can get, say, folks, there ain't no troubles yet I can't lose, no, sir. Come on and trust me, I want to be your medicine man for your blues. And another thing I want to tell you when you're downhearted, you know what I do, huh? Why, I just bring a little smile. That's it, buddy. And when life makes you sick, it's become obvious that something is wrong in this country. With mass killings of one kind or another nearly every week, and the unprecedented number of people attempting to enter America on the southern border, plus the direct involvement of our military fighting two wars, one in Europe with Ukraine and the Russian Federation, the other in the Middle East between Hamas and the Israelis on the Gaza Strip, and on Israel's northern border with Hezbollah in Lebanon, and with the country of Yemen attacking commercial ships and America's navy in the Red Sea. Those are hot conflicts with the potential of another conflict breaking out in the Far East with the People's Republic of China increasingly threatening to use its military to prevent Taiwan's independent sovereignty. America is spending billions of dollars defending our present policy of supporting those two wars and a potential conflict in the Far East along with daily attacks of American troops stationed in Syria and Iraq. These foreign conflicts and America's internal domestic chaos should be considered a test of whether this country can continue the influence it's had in the world 
for the last 78 years. The recent withdrawal in Afghanistan was a precursor to what has been happening today. America's own financial health, with its decades of our government borrowing money to now own $34 trillion of debt, leaves even the most ardent supporters of this country's economic strength to question when and how it will come to an end. Well, I'm in the business of predicting what's going to happen in this country. The facts appear that we're going to withdraw from the world and bring our military home to deal with what is a crisis within our own border and even the threat of an attack on our homeland and perhaps a continual war from within. The fact of the matter is the good times this country has been having for the last 78 years is coming to an end. A collapse is nearly a certainty and the promise of a golden age of prosperity was nothing more than an illusion created by the people who had power attempting to keep what they had. It's not an uncommon practice for American politicians to blame others for our troubles. Take, for example, a statistic by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. During 2023, 307 people died each day by an overdose of opioids. Around 111,000 in total, died during 2022. A large number of those deaths were caused by the drug fentanyl, and our politicians like to blame Chinese producers of this drug being smuggled across our southern border and sold to our youth. Drug addiction is a serious problem in this country. But the real question is not who is selling those opioids, but why do so many Americans feel the need to take them? Maybe I'm all wrong that a collapse will take place in this country. Maybe our financial and military involvement in two wars will diplomatically result in peace. Maybe our $34 trillion government debt 
is resolved with a major influx of revenue derived by sport betting on the internet. Maybe the record high in the stock market is discovered to be nothing more than corporations buying back their own shares, paying their CEOs and board members millions of dollars in compensation. Maybe a house priced at $30,000 40 years ago and now selling at a million is considered to be overpriced. Maybe machine politics is discovered to be the cause of corruption in every major city and re-elected 30 or 40-year machine politicians are prevented from holding office. Maybe there's an unending supply of oil coming out of the Middle East and Americans can continue to consume 18 million barrels of crude oil every day. Maybe electric vehicles will stop the climate from changing. Maybe. But then again, if you believe this country is still driving on the road to prosperity by what I just said, then all you have to worry about is what will be the next 15 hours of game shows you can watch on television tonight and not whether this country is driving into a ditch. No, one time or another, this country is going to take a tumble and fall out of bed. And it won't necessarily be the people that drove this country off the road into a ditch that will be suffering. No, it will be those who work paycheck to paycheck each week who will suffer. You'll be the ones who take the fall.
This week on Garnerism, you first heard a cut of George Gershwin's 1927 recording of Rhapsody in Blue with Gershwin on the piano. Then from the 1935 movie Top Hat, Fred Astaire singing and tap dancing to Irving Berlin's composition Top Hat, White Tie and Tails, followed by a Cole Porter work, Just One of Those Things, from the 1935 musical Jubilee. Then you heard a cut of Ted Lewis's I'm the Medicine Man for the Blues, a 1929 recording. Next was a shortcut of Artie Shaw's rendition of Cole Porter's Begin the Began a 1938 release, and to close, more of George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.